So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast with Lucas Carpenter. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so when did you start making music? Uh, when did I start making music? What inspired you to start oh, making music? Oh, what inspired me? Uh, so when I was uh, 13, I went to buy Montel Jordans. This is how we do it. And okay. they were all sold out. And so I oh. bought Sgt. Pepper by the Beatles. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. Uh yeah, so, and it, like, flipped a switch in my brain. It was just, uh, I, I couldn't stop listening to it. I just, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, and then I started playing guitar soon after that and then just became a weirdo theater choir kid and, and uh, yeah, just started making music and writing stuff pretty early on. And, yeah, it's been a kind of a crazy, crazy journey. I mean, I, I went to... I went to music school. I went to the Berkeley College of Music in Boston and uh, toured all over the place. And that's kind of what got it all started was uh, me not being able to buy Montel Jordans. This is how we do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the whole theater thing because I definitely heard like the theater influence in that EP. I was like, oh, oh yeah, he, they're definitely a theater kid. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, it took it took a. It took a while to kind of like figure out how to kind of infuse that in what I do, you know, because it's kind of you start out. And I think a lot of folks, they when they make music they there's the stuff that really they really love. And then there's the stuff that they're like, this is what I'm supposed to sound like, you know, and uh, like I know all these singer songwriters that just like they like love Britney Spears. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, why don't you make songs like Britney Spears? It's like, well, no, like I'm like. You know, I'm like the white girl with the acoustic guitar, so I'm supposed to sound like a sad girl. It's like, no, make mm -hmm. the Britney record. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, solid. Motivational. Um, so, congrats on your newest release, The Shimmer. How do you felt the response to that EP so far? Uh, it's been it's been great. I mean, I uh, you know, it's been a, I kind of took a uh, I don't know if you'd call it a break from music for a little while. I I kind of had some. I toured for a real long time and and. Uh, you know, uh, kind of put put touring on on hold for a little bit, and and uh, just kind of focus on some life stuff, and bought a house, and did a bunch of other things. So this is the first EP that I've put out in in quite a while. So it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been kind of it's a wild time to release an EP. I must yeah. say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I, you know, I think that that the fans that I that I do have, I think, were really stoked about it, and and it was kind of cool to give them a bunch of new stuff. Um, but also, uh, there's the, the song dreamers work in nine to five is actually quite, it's, it, I wrote that song like maybe 12 years ago or so. What? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so that one, was it 12, maybe 13, 13? Oh it's, 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 yeah. So, so it kid it come out on an EP, uh, years ago and, uh, I wanted to redo it. And, you know, so that was, that was, that was really nice, but, uh, yeah, but the, the response has been, I think pretty pretty decent uh, among the folks that know who i am and you know just trying to spread the gospel and get more folks into it you know yeah, yeah. um we both actually listened to it and i was a really big fan of it i don't know what Jane thought um i it, this is one of my favorite things i listen to for the podcast and i have listened to a lot of music a lot of music <laughs> a lot of music that, that means a lot Thank yeah you. i was genuinely blown away and it's not my typical genre either. I, I was listening to metalcore before I listened to your EP and I was like, holy shit, this is good. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a yeah, lot. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's really funny is uh, over the years, 
uh, you know, it's like you, you, you get, you get gigs and you play gigs wherever you can, you know, and the amount of shows that I've played with like just all metal bands where it was just, it was like me playing like my one man band looping thing and like, you know, funky white boy stuff. (laughs) And like all these metal bands. And what's so funny is like, I always like, I have such a special place in my heart for metal bands because they always are so nice. They are. Yeah. They are some of the nicest people we interview. Yeah. Yeah. They're so nice. And it's like, and they would always love me. They would love me. They would just be like, dude, what? Because I'm doing this, like, you know, playing all these instruments and stuff Mm -hmm. on stage and loop stuff. And they're like, whoa. And then they're, and then they get off the stage like, Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's so, because I think they get all their aggression out like on stage and then they come off and they're like, yay we did it whereas like the singer songwriter person is like the person in the corner who's like oh like these guys suck everybody sucks and then they get up there and they're like oh love i love everything yeah 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 <laughs> yes well anyways but yes thank you thank you for praising me thank you for yes. uh, I, i'm really glad you guys like it yeah, of course uh so is there any meaning behind the ep name uh yes uh so so when so I made it with um, with my friend Kevin Rooney, and uh, he's the producer of it. And uh, so we were working at his at his studio, and uh, he has a uh, a high strung guitar. So it's a it's a uh, it's a guitar. It's like a if you took a twelve string guitar and you removed the low strings of it. So it's all these like little teeny high strings. Mm-hmm. And so when you play it, it kind of sounds like it sounds like this weird shimmery like pretty little teeny guitar. It sounds like a little teeny guitar. Mm-hmm. And we and I'd play it and it just has this beautiful tone. And I was like, it shimmers. Do you hear the shimmer? And I kept saying this like, and so we put it on like, it's on almost every song, like in the background. And uh, and I just, yeah, so so we kept joking. I was kept saying like, it's the shimmer. Do you hear the shimmer? And then so when I was trying to figure out what to name the EP, I was like, I should name it the shimmer. But then also, uh, it also kind of ties into again it, it because I kind of took some time off from music, uh, you know, and and life happens and kind of kicks your butt and uh, you know and then when you kind of get back into it, it, it kind of this EP was kind of like a, for lack of a better term, kind of a rebirth for me in a mm-hmm. lot of ways and uh, you know kind of really swung for the fences on it and uh, you know because it's it's I, I've been making music a long time and you know I, I really just wanted to yeah, just like really go for it on this one and, and, you know, hire people that I really, really loved and, and working with Kevin was amazing. And uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, so in a way it was kind of like finding the shimmer within myself. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And and what's funny is the, the, uh, I don't think it's sitting around here. I think it's upstairs. Um, But uh, on the, (laughs) it looks like, looks like I'm not wearing anything on the cover of it. Um, but, uh, the, I'm wearing a necklace, right. That's like all shimmery on it. Mm-hmm. So the necklace, what, uh, is actually a piece of glass. That's, uh, it's a, it's a, so my van was my touring van was broken into 10 years ago Oh no! and, uh, I got like all my gear stolen. Oh. And so it was this weird shift where at that time I was touring like a hundred shows a year and was just, you know, constantly on the road and, and like music was all I was doing. And, uh, and that was like a big switch where um, getting the van broken into it kind of like it, it kind of stalled things out a little bit. And uh, so 
I, I'm I'm a weirdo and I like keeping things for nostalgic purposes and with the idea that like I'm gonna make a diorama out of this or something weird <laughs> later on. Mm-hmm. Which most of the some of the time I don't, but but I kept all these broken glass shards from the window of the van that was all smashed. And uh and I'm like, I'm gonna do something with it someday. So this year uh I took one of the pieces of glass and I and I I made it into a necklace. So the necklace is actually a piece of glass from my smashed window 10 years ago. And the EP was actually released uh, on the 10th anniversary of the break-in of my van. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of like weird little things that, you know, it was kind of a uh, a special thing to me personally, you know what I mean? Like a, a, a an interesting life change and goal and, you know, kind of feeling like this is the beginning of something else, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there you have it. I like that's that. really cool the amount of thought and effort that went into just that into little yeah, things I mean, that people you know, don't know yeah, yeah and, so, and some of it it's like you know you don't really it wasn't like i had this ultimate vision going into it like, <laughs> i'm gonna make you this ep called the shimmer and i'm gonna, huh. but then it all mm-hmm. kind of started like all making sense uh-huh. you know what i mean where it's like oh huh yeah i'm gonna you know and it's it all just kind of yeah it all kind of fit well so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this EP? And you said one of the songs was like what, thirteen years old? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, um, um, what's really What's really funny is is a few of the tunes. Um, so, like, I uh, I tend to write sometimes in chunks of time where it's like you know I if if I was uh, it, it man if my if my songwriting teacher could hear me now uh oh he'd be so upset but uh but i wish that i i i i like i like being able to write every day if i can um but you know sometimes it doesn't really work so so i i sometimes i write in like chunks of like where it's like i'll just finish like five songs in one big chunk and then i don't kind of write for a while mm-hmm. um and so again that was another thing with this whole kind of uh new era is like i started writing a, a lot again and uh, I've definitely got way more songs that aren't finished than are finished, you know, because I'll, I'll, I, um, I, I, I come up with a, if I'm going to get technical here, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot, a lot of thought goes into a lot of my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, what I tend to do is I, I uh, so I write, if you, if you re- recognize in, in the songs and stuff, it's like, they're very thematic and they're very kind of story oriented. And so what I do is I, I tend to come up with a concept that I want to write about. And then I come up with a title uh, kind of from that concept, right? So either I'll do it through free writing or something, or, um, you know, kind of come up with different ideas that have to do with that specific topic. And then from that, I find the title and I'm like, haha, there's the title. And then from there, I write, a hook like a chorus like a hook and then um and then kind of build everything around that um this is like a very uh, so pat pattison i have to give a shout out to the lyric writing teacher that i had he's kind of the 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 guru at berkeley um so he uh he kind of taught us this 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 uh style of basically writing from a title and a lot of like like country writers do this, you know, in, and people who do the kind of story song type thing, but it's a very concise way of writing because everything that you write kind of goes back to that general theme. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of write this story based around that, that title. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of in general 
how I write. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll like I'll literally I'll literally come up with a chorus and I'll write the chorus and I won't do anything with it for a while. Like that happens sometimes. Um, and, uh, you know, so so a few of the songs, the, the song Your Girlfriend, uh, I probably wrote the chorus to that song probably like five years ago. Oh, my God. And yes. uh, and it and it just kind of, it was like after like going. <laughs> It's like, you know, you go to these shows again, you talk about like like this, basically the guy that I'm describing, the singer songwriter guy that's like in the corner, like this sucks. Like mm. that's, that's the guy in the song, your girlfriend. Okay. Uh, like that's, that's the dude, you know? And so, um, uh, but I had this kind of idea for it and I was, and I wrote the, and I wrote the chorus and I was like, you know, sometimes you have not to be boastful, but sometimes you have those moments where you're like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> and I was like, one of those moments where I was like, yeah. yeah this is great this, this is, is good be yeah. something someday and uh yeah and so when I kind of like was rekindled to like you know write and and really dive into this uh kind of next chapter uh that was one that I was like I I gotta finish this like now um and so uh yeah so some of them yeah so that one that one um you know was kind of older uh, or an older concept uh Linda McCartney had been finished for a few years like I made a uh, I made a, uh, uh, a recording of that a while ago, but um, I kind of never really loved it. And so mm. it was really great to kind of do this whole new version of it. Um, Tiny Fortress was kind of, was a little bit older too, was never recorded. Um, but then a tune like, uh, <laughs> a tune like um, The Persimmon Tree, literally I wrote it, I wrote it in like one day. It was like, it was like just a couple hours. Wow. Like, boom. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so all of them kind of like have very different, you know, they, they all kind of came about in, in different ways, you know, and, and uh, uh, but again, I, I, I tend to have like, there's so many songs that are like almost done, mm-hmm. you know, and I just need to just sit down and really be like, all right, finish these songs because mm-hmm. there's some. There's some tasty ones. I think there's some good ones okay. <laughs> on the horizon. Okay. All right. All right. And, and, and also, you know, there's a pile of older songs that I've just never, either never recorded or I did record a long time ago and like kind of want to re- revisit them, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole new era, you know. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this EP? <sighs> Again, it was kind of like, um, yeah, it was, it was like, like I, I had, uh, we're really going to get in the thick of it. Uh, I had kind of come like, so I had a pretty big relationship end. Um, and, uh, you know, was kind of, I don't want to say moping around for a couple months, you know what I mean? But I was kind of like figure trying to figure out like, you know, what am I going to do next? You know, like what's, what's going on with my personal life and all that stuff. And, but also like professionally and career wise and everything and writing wise. And, uh, and, you know, I, uh, I, again, it, it kind of just, it, it like, there was this weekend that like, I saw a friend that I hadn't seen in a real long time and found out that, uh, that she was pregnant. And oh. it was like this beautiful moment, um, especially beautiful because like, I introduced her to the guy that like, got her knocked up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, now and now they're married. And now they're married. And uh, they have a baby who's beautiful. And so like, so there was this weird weekend where it's like, after the, again, after this breakup happened, a couple months later, I, uh, Friday night was that, 
and it was like super emotional and amazing and like like reconnected with this this friend and and it was amazing and uh and then and of course again i'm like hyper emotional because i'm like coming out of this like relationship you know and uh, and then the next night i go see rascal flats who is one of my favorite bands ever mm-hmm. love rascal flats right and and on stage i look up and i see this kid that i know who i didn't know was playing with them who mm-hmm. he's like it's my buddy kevin he's leaning against them like playing guitar and i'm like oh and i'm like in the pit singing every word like what what is happening what? yeah and like and and so i like i'm like and he's like you know it's a crazy moment and i'm like oh my gosh but it was like this beautiful moment of like yeah like this is attainable you know like like you know you still can do this make this happen yeah uh and it was like this amazing moment with like one of my favorite groups uh just watching them play and then uh the next night i went to see carly ray jepson for ten dollars uh and I always liked Carly Rae Jepsen, but it was like everything about the sh- I won't dive into like all the details, but it's like everything about the show, like just like clicked in my head where I was like, I love all of this so much. I yeah. love, like, it was just, and it was like this, it sounds so silly, but it's like, it was, it really was like a spiritual kind of like shift. And, uh, this whole weekend of like boom 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 it was like ah oh my gosh and so I like just started writing like crazy like that week and it was just I didn't know what I was going to do with it and then a couple months later I run into that guy Kevin who's like on stage with Rascal Flats, and mm-hmm. he's like yeah I got the gig because I do production stuff for Jay DeMarcus and Rascal Flats, and he loved what I did and he's like hey can you do this stuff live and he's like, yes. And he's like, do you want to just be in Rascal Flats? And he's like, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm looking for a producer for this <laughs> next batch of songs that I'm doing. And he's like, dude, yeah. And he sent me a bunch of his stuff. And I was like, he is so amazing. This is so good. And he produced the EP. So it was like, again, one of these like full circle, like yeah. kind of things that all kind of transpired. So that is a long drawn out thing to say that where my headspace was, uh, was, you know, rejuvenated and I felt like I knew who I was. <laughs> I'm curious how you saw Carly Red Jepsen for $10. <laughs> so, okay. so it was crazy. So, so, so she played at the Ryman in Nashville and this was, when was this? This was 2019, I guess. Yeah. 20, like okay. summer 2019. So she was doing her uh, uh, the album dedicated. She just like had put out. And so, um, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like some, that's what's so crazy is like some markets people do really, really well. And then other markets, it's like, they just don't do as well. And it's like, so she played the Ryman in Nashville and mind you, it's like she did two nights sold out in New York city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sells out like all these other major markets, but uh, but in Nashville, you know, I think it was it was basically just like a ton of scalpers bought tickets, mm. and then they were all available online. And so, like, because the show didn't sell out, they like dropped. Which, by the way, once concerts open back up, who knows if this is the case? But literally, just go wherever you guys live. Go just like go on randomly on StubHub and just find shows because you can find shows sometimes like you would never go see. And exactly. It's like, the who 
play uh-huh. for like and you can get a ticket for like 20 bucks you're like the night of yeah what? it's like you know so it's like it might not be an artist you'd like would be like oh i have to go see them but you're mm-hmm. like i can go see this legend for like 20 dollars. it's crazy yeah. But yeah so with her it was like i saw that she was playing and i was like oh i always really like carly rejepson stuff like oh the ticket's like 10 bucks I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And I went by myself. And then it like kind of changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You've had a lot of these life-changing moments like not meaning oh, yeah. to. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you know, it's I I try sometimes maybe I'm looking too deep into stuff, you know, but uh I think that um yeah, you know, it's like like I think there's a lot of beautiful things to to see uh, if you kind of open up your eyes along the journey, you know what I mean? And kind of look and be like, how'd I get here? Like, why, why, why did this happen? This is kind of nuts, you know? And then you kind of look at the path and you're like, whoa, had like one little thing happen differently, you know? Like, I might not be sitting here talking to you, lovely folks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. All right, well, I don't know how but, to- By the way, I have to ask, where are you guys at right now? New Jersey. And I'm in Virginia. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. How, how do you two know each other? The internet. The yeah. internet. The internet yeah. We have never met in person. No. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Wow. Pretty wild, yeah. You guys should meet at one of my shows. <laughs> sure. <Genius> idea. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. Just come to Virginia because my oh, parents yeah. would not want to drive me to New Jersey. So. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll I don't do want to drive to Virginia. <laughs> so just a middle part somewhere in there. Cool. we'll figure it out we'll figure it out what about like how close are you guys to dc is that like a minute i'm like three hours away from it i don't fucking so. know <laughs> i have pretty lo- far i haven't I looked like at probably, uh, both, probably both that's probably like the center yeah i haven't yeah. looked at like a map to see where a state is since shows ended because like that i yeah. all the time i'd be looking up like the tickets are cheaper here how far away is it and okay. it'd be like, oh it's like four hours away yeah, uh, we're, so. worth we're it and we're in we're in Virginia. I'm on the Jersey Shore, like five minutes away from the beach. And I'm oh. in Virginia Beach. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yes, I frequented both of those places. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach, man. That's like, you got freaking Timbaland and the Neptunes and like, yep. some of my p- favorite producers came out of, out of Virginia Beach. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. I yeah, I don't know my music scene well. We just really rely on like New Jersey music scene because mm-hmm. I don't know anything over here. <laughs> Shane's the one who goes to shows and stuff. So yeah. I've been to two. Oh, well, then, well, yeah, if you're in Virginia Beach and you're on the Jersey Shore, like you get, no, forget about DC. You guys are like, cause there's that bridge that goes across that like you can, what's that giant bridge? There's like a huge bridge in Virginia that like goes across, I don't know. I don't, I've been on many bridges. Gloria doesn't leave her house. Yeah, I don't, (laughs) I haven't left my house in like a year now, so I really don't know what's happening out there. Oh gosh. She forgot about that bridge, if it even exists, she's got no idea. Well, I have, I have fond memories from both Virginia Beach and the Jersey Shore, which, so fun fact, the town that I'm from is actually so i always say that i'm from williamsport pennsylvania because it's like the it, it, most people don't even know where williamsport is <laughs> but it's like it's the biggest like city town mm-hmm. uh in in the area but the town that i'm actually from is like 10 minutes away from williamsport and it's jersey shore pennsylvania okay. and it makes zero sense because it is nowhere near the jersey shore it is in the middle of 
Pennsylvania. Yeah, Mike, isn't Williamsport oh. like in the middle of Pennsylvania? It ain't even like on the border of New Jersey. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, it's like North Central. It, it's like four hours from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so like nowhere near. No. Nope. No. Not at all. Wow. No. Yeah. So wait, so did you guys connect and, and, and did you decide that you wanted to do a podcast? Is that how this all went down? I don't think we ever meant to do a podcast. No. <laughs> we didn't meet each other and say, okay, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Random person. Like... Yeah. It was right. just like, yeah, yeah. um, like a, a panic at the disco server. <laughs> and, um, I didn't even like talk to him that much on the server and then like we just decided to start a podcast like we went from acquaintances to best friends in the span of like a couple months once the pandemic hit (laughs) yeah so that's That's really cool well hey you know what to bring it all full circle so i went to see panic at the disco uh multiple times i i uh, wait like way back in the day and uh and so this band, the Hush Sound, opened up for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like Honda Civic Tour, like nine, wait, 2000, what was this, 2009, maybe? That's uh, when they were still good. Yeah, when Ryan was in it. Wait, did Ryan? Yes. So I'm Ryan, pretty sure Ryan was in it. And John Walker were both still mm-hmm. in the group. And so, because um, it, it was it was the tour for um, um, Pretty Odd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I go see them and the Hush Sound open up. And so what's really funny is, so the drummer of the Hush Sound is, is my friend Darren, who got my friend Lauren pregnant with that baby I was talking about that, earlier. Oh my nice. gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, ta-da. It's, Full circle uh, moment. So if somebody would have said back then, if they would have been like, hey, see that guy on stage? Yeah, that mm. guy, a <laughs> guy's going to marry your friend and get her pregnant. Um, uh, who'd have know? Who'd have thought? Who, who'd have thought? thought? It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, I I've I've toured I've toured a bit um, with uh, with John Walker who uh, was in Panic for mm-hmm. for a while and yeah he did the that pretty odd again it's like I didn't know him back then and somebody somebody would have been like oh yeah see that guy yeah that guy you're gonna like tour with a bunch and like Jesus be buds with and yeah him and his wife Cassie are mm-hmm. real cool people they're real awesome people oh yeah yeah. yeah. I keep on harassing him on Twitter. Yeah, he doesn't. Because he tweeted out, what podcast should I go on? And I got everyone that follows us to say Good Noise Podcast. Literally, And guess what he didn't do? (laughs) He didn't. I mean, I love love John to death. He is not great at this at so like he's like, social media he, thing yeah he's i mean he's he's like a, a hippie guy like he's mm-hmm. he's one of the coolest human beings that i've ever i've ever met yeah his, him and his wife are super awesome and uh, but uh yeah but he's he's yeah and then he tweeted out that, social media <laughs> then he tweeted out that he's going on ryan siemens podcast i'm like you gotta be kidding me man there oh, was yeah, you- there were 10 notifications there saying you should come on ours mm-hmm. that is just bull crap bullshit <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, that's really cool. That I mean, it's so wild how humans meet each other and how you guys met. And well, how long ago was that? When we first met on yeah. the panic, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. I think. When that was your join message, and then we didn't even like talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know when to to date that back. Yeah. Yeah. October of twenty nineteen when we started this fucking thing. Oh God! 
God, horrible, horrible. <laughs> the first season was just uh, nine people talking over each other, trying to get a sentence out. So it was, it was not good. Not you good. live, you live and learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, back to your questions. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, can, um, I can talk a lot so no no yeah. it's okay it's okay um so yeah. while going through this ep what band or artist influences do you think pop out the most to you if any um i really enjoy chewing ice you know, took a piece mm-hmm. of ice and i'm like i'm not gonna chew i shouldn't chew ice while i'm doing this um um uh, I, I mean, Carly Rae Jepsen. I mean, like it was, you know, it, that was one. Um, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love pop music in general. You know, I mean, I, I really love great hooks and, um, you know, re- I mean, really cool production and stuff and, and all that. And so, um, I uh, yet. Yeah, oh, hold on. Sorry, my my. I I just got a. My mother was trying to call me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. I'm in the middle of something. Um, oh uh uh yeah so uh yeah i mean i love i love pop music um so you know carly ray jepsen that was a bit you know it's funny there's actually a few moments in it where i was literally like i want one of those carly ray jepsen yelps where it's like mm-hmm. she's in a lot of her songs she's got this like hey like she does these like hey yeah yeah, yeah and so uh in, in the song first ex-wife there's a uh, where it's like it's like eternity hey just for a while. like <laughs> Literally, that's me. It sounds like a chipmunk, but it's me. And then we like pitch shifted it. Uh, mm-hmm. to be like, ah! And there's a, there's a couple, I think there's a, there's a, I think, yeah, I think Linda McCartney also has a Carly Rae Jepsen Yelp, as I call it. That's what I call it. But it's okay. not, I didn't, I, I didn't sample her. Don't sue me, Carly. Exactly, um, Carly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm, I mean, I'm so influenced by the people that like, you know, I've listened to forever. Paul Simon's one of my biggest influences. Um, you know, I mean, I think most people kind of think of them as like, you know, they think of Simon and Garfunkel and, you know, the kind of more chilled out acoustic stuff, but he's like one of the funkiest freaking, like, oh, he's so funky. His band is always so good. And, but again, it's like, it's just, it's great pop music. It's just great pop music with like really good lyrics, you know? So I think with, with this, you know, we tapped into my love for the pop stuff, but also my love for, you know, folksy, like folky instruments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Kevin was really, really good at being able to, like, I, like I played hammer dulcimer on Tiny Fortress and, you know, I played penny whistles and different weird little percussion things and all that. So he was really good at, at kind of chopping it all up and, and you know, making it, um, you know, cohesive with my overall sound, which is, I think, uh, it's kind of like, Folksy meets like futuristic, <laughs> like that, electronic yeah. music. Like I love kind of the combination of those dichotomies and stuff, you know. So, um, yeah. So you know, Paul Simon, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, you know, Paul McCartney. Obviously, I have a song about his his former wife, Linda McCartney. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, my my influences are kind of all over the map. You know, it's like, we'll have moments where it's like, oh, I want this sound to sound like this kick drum from this Lady Gaga tune. And then you'll hear something else where it's like, I really want this choir sound from, I don't know, this random 70s musical theater thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this question should be like super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. 
I, oh, there's, oh, it's so hard. As you know, I can't, I can't, I can't talk in just three words. Uh, <laughs> great question. Three words describe the CP. Man, whatever I say, I need to write down because I'm going to feel like I'm going to have to question like this in the future. I would say lyrical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one. That's one. Yeah. Uh, lyrical. Oh, frick. Electro pop? I don't know. Is okay. it no 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 not electro pop? No. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, elect uh lyrical well no, I feel like electro pop that no like electro uh, electro acoustic? Electro I mean I mean it's a thing, but it's like it's a thing now. Yeah, you can make it a thing. Uh, yeah, lyrical electro acoustic. But I feel like I feel like acoustic makes it sound like it's like too acoustic, you know. Mm -hmm. But but the electric brings it back up. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. I guess I'm just not gonna have to go with that. (laughs) Okay. Are you gonna write that down? Do you think you're gonna? You know, I mean, I've kind of written down similar things, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, elect. What did I say? Lyrical. (laughs) Lyrical, electro pop. Oh no, acoustic. Electro acoustic. Acoustic. Yeah. You were stuck on pop for a second and then you switched to acoustic. Yeah, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it is pop music though, you know, it's, but. <sighs> it's what you want it to be. Yeah, and I, unfortunately, I, being, uh, having minimal words is not one of those things. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fair, can, that's As fair. you can tell from this interview. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so kind of in the same vein of the last question, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? Mm. Hmm. Uh, I would say yeah, I would say I don't think the best way to put this, but um, a connection, I guess. Because um, mm. ultimately it's like the the songs, even though they are, you know, six pop-ish songs, I mean, they're kind of a lot of different um, themes, you know. Uh, I think in general, I, I also kind of wanted to get back to, uh, I had gone through a period where I wrote a lot of like pseudo social commentary, political mm. type tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a friend of mine who has known me a long, long time, he was like, one thing I know about Lucas Carpenter is Lucas Carpenter writes love songs. And he's like, dude, you haven't been writing love songs. And I was like, oh, you're so right. And it like, it like hit me like really hard. Cause yeah. I was like, wow, he's right. And uh, and so I think that there was part of it that the EP, I was like, I, I definitely want to get back to that, which is obviously, you know, it's a, kind of a cliche type thing. Obviously everybody writes about love, but uh, I think that my perspective on it <laughs> and the, you know, it's like, I don't think most people would write uh, a song called, uh, do you want to be my first ex-wife? Uh, <laughs> you know, so yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that the, you know, the, the love aspect and uh, again, just kind of like 
really again connection you know i mean i think that like that's my my whole thing is like i, I really want people um it's like i may have these kind of like odd takes on things but at the end of the day uh i just want people to relate to it you know i want people to be able to be like oh man like that's me you know that's that's yeah. the soundtrack of my life and who i am and it might be in this weird kind of packaging you know again it's like most people might not write a song where the hook is like, do you want to be my first ex-wife? But where I try to come at it is like, oh, okay, there's this universal feeling of like when you see somebody and you're like, oh man, that person would be trouble. Like, yeah, I'm like super attracted to that person. And but I know that if I go for it, it's probably gonna end horribly. But I'm still gonna do it. Yeah. And so like we all know that feeling. Um, and so kind of the way that I approach writing, it's like, it comes out in a song where it's, do you want to be my first ex-wife? You know, yeah. where it's like, it's a love song, mm-hmm. but it's a, this weird kind of thing. So it's like, but trying to, you know, yeah, just trying to get people to, uh, think a little differently, but ultimately come, come around to the same conclusion, you know, mm-hmm. which is like we all kind of have similar experiences and, uh, yeah, just, I want people to feel connected and feel like mm-hmm. it. It's some somebody's saying something that like oh man like that's that's what that's how I felt that's how I feel you know okay yeah. right. I like that um so you did a live rendition of your song Linda McCartney and it was wildly impressive mm-hmm. uh, how did you man how do you manage to play all of the instruments in one go and do it all in one take uh not easily <laughs> <laughs> okay so. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, I started doing looping stuff kind of as a necessity way back in the day. Uh, Cause I had a band in college and stuff who like would, you know, play my music and stuff. And I knew that when I started touring, I was like, I got to do this kind of, I'm probably just going to have to do myself, do a solo thing. Cause I can't afford a band, you know? And so I started doing looping stuff just kind of as a way to add a little bit to it, but then it kind of just eventually just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And so now it's kind of this, you know, crazy DIY setup that I've put together. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, we took a lot with this particularly now um, with the EP, it's like Kevin, Kevin is like a master at Ableton Live, which is the program that I use for the looping stuff. And uh, that's like what he does with Rascal Flats as well. And so, um, so he was really great at being able to kind of like make the sounds that we were using in the studio and like literally like make them on keyboard patches and be able to like play drum, you know, the drum sounds and stuff. So, uh, so I was able to take the actual like sounds from the recording, but then also figure out, okay, I'm going to play like this guitar part, or I'm going to play this penny whistle part or this hammer dulcimer part or whatever. And, uh, you just kind of like, you know, I, I kind of figure out how, it's a process. <laughs> it's a huge process. It's yeah. uh, you know, you, just, you kind of figure out what you can do, what you're able to do. Um, and to me, I always approach it like I don't want it to be boring because mm-hmm. the the looping thing is kind of weird because sometimes if you see a looping artist, it it kind of get like at first it's like this is awesome, but then eventually it kind of it's just doing the same thing over and over again, and you're kind of like, okay, I get the shtick. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, I'm like, how can I do it really quickly? How can I loop stuff really quickly? But then also, how can I, um, how can I do it in an interesting way where yeah. it's like, yeah, I might be able to play this like guitar part once and then like just never have to play it again. Mm-hmm. But would it look, would it look visually better if I played it? 
you know what I mean? Would it look visually better if I played this part or whatever? So it's kind of like figuring out what works, what doesn't, and then arranging it all and then approaching it like it's an instrument. So you got all these little teeny instruments, but within that, you then have to like play it all like you like you play this stuff but then you literally have to figure out like okay i'm gonna press this button and it's gonna record this i'm gonna press this button it's gonna like stop this thing and then play this thing back so it's like you kind of just have to approach it like it's an instrument mm -hmm. you know because it's it's you when you first try it it's like you can't play a g chord on the guitar mm -hmm. but when you finally do you're like ah, oh, i figured it out and so and it feels real good, you know, so you yeah. just kind of have to approach the looping stuff the same way. It's like you can't do it at first and just kind of keep on hammering away at it. And then uh, eventually you figure it out and then you're like, OK, now I have the arrangement and now I'm just going to practice it and practice it and practice it and practice it and uh, till it looks like it's fluid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So oh. that's what I well, that's what I'm trying to do. We'll see. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. Um. So where do you see the project in the next five years? Um, like as in, as in this EP? As in your music. Oh, the whole thing? Like as Yeah, in the like project. Me, me, me. Mm -hmm. The you. project is me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I, uh, uh, ultimately, you know, it's like I don't have to uh, be selling out arenas or anything, but I mean, I, I would love to take it as far as possible, as far as... Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I love, um, I just, I love performing. It's one of the things that's like definitely breaking my heart right now. Cause I, uh, you know, kind of come up with all this crazy stuff and yeah. the one -man band shows so I can get on stage and again, have that connection, you know, feel that connection with people. Like I, I love playing, I love touring. I love getting on stage and, and, and in front of an audience. And so, you know, for me, it's like, as long as I can, as long as I can tour, and, you know, obviously, like, I don't want to be on the road every single day of the year, but, uh, you know, I want to play, I want to, I want to play as much as possible and build the fan base as big as possible. I also got so many crazy ideas in my head for like bigger production stuff. So Ooh. like, what, what you see now is kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's where it's at at the moment, you know, but it's like, I'm, I'm ever building and ever trying to like, kind of figure out like where I'm going to go next with it. And uh, if I had, it's kind of like, it's funny because it's like, yeah, I want to play for as big of an audience as I can. But there's also part of me where it's like, I also just want to be on bigger stages and have a bigger crew so I can do the crazy crap that's in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you know, you don't I, don't, I don't need to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. That would be, be nice. That'd be uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I just, I want to take it as far as, as I can, you know, I'd, I'd love to be on the road opening up for, you know, some, some, some big folks that I really love and, and aspire to be like, and, you know, and, and eventually obviously be doing bigger headlining shows and have my crazy circus on the road with me and, you know, take my friends along for the ride and, you know, work with, work, work with good people and wonderful people and see the world, you know, yeah. see as much of this planet. As I can, I want to be big in Europe. You know, I just want to be big in Europe. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I want Europeans to think I'm cool. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, for the last couple of questions, we'll actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. With a drink. With a drink. 
Um, probably mm, either Thai iced tea. I'll go with the drink first. Either Thai iced tea um, or cherry Coke, man. I love a good Ooh. cherry Coke. Cherry Coke's good. Um, meal. It's probably be a weird combo. Um, craw crawfish etouffee. With the cherry like, Coke. Like, that, yeah. <laughs> if it's like crawfish etouffee, like for those, you know, it's like a, it's like a Cajun things like crawfish mm -hmm. and like this creamy sauce. And it's, oh, it's just it's so good. Oh, probably that. Yeah, probably that and a and a cherry Coke. Um, well, oh, mm, this would go better with the cherry Coke. Okay. A an Italian beef. Uh, from Chicago, probably Portillo's. Uh, yeah, it's like they do this thing where they, they it's like a cheesesteak, but they take the cheesesteak and they dip it in au jus sauce, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the, you know, like, so they literally take the whole thing. And so if you get like a French dip, like they'll like, you know, the, they pour the stuff where you like dip it in. No, they dunk the whole thing. So the sandwich is soggy. And you would think that that would be gross, but it's actually so good. It's so incredible. So, yeah, we're going. We're going Italian beef and cherry and cherry cook. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good yeah. choice. Yeah, Chicago represent. Mm -hmm. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? an awesome question thank you <laughs> oh man see it's like i feel like all the, oh, all the ones that i like I, like you think of you're like because you know it's like you feel like you go to you think of like harry potter you mm -hmm. think of like you know you, you think of of lord of the rings yeah like that's where my brain goes, but then I'm like, yeah, but like, do you have to deal with dark wizards and like? Well, demons? for Harry Potter, you could choose like which time you want to go to. So if you want to go like before Harry and before like everything, you know, kind of collapses in on itself, you can mm -hmm. do that. Or if you want to go after Harry, where everything's sunshine and rainbows, that's cool too. Or if you want to see everything, you know, collapse in on itself, you could go when Harry's going. But then there's like future worlds too. You know, there's mm -hmm. like futurist. Oh my gosh, this is such an awesome question. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my, brain, my brain is stuck in Harry Potter. Go with Harry Potter then. What house are you? I'm not going to lie. It's like, I don't, I, I feel like I don't know enough about the other. I mean, let's be real. The two houses that like no one really like talks about. You know what I mean? It's like I don't really know enough about like Hufflepuff and and mm -hmm. and Ravenclaw to like really say. I don't know. I mean, if you guys know more about it after discussing, like hearing me talk, what would you say? Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's cool. Um, I'll take it. Um, what what house was? Uh, Luna love good in because she wasn't Luna? Gryffindor. No, I'm pretty sure she was Gryffindor. I don't know. If she... 
I can hear. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna look you better. You better look this up. Because 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 I have because I have a question. I have a question that that I that I ask uh, a lot of my friends, which is is always fun. Uh, if you were in the Harry Potter world, no, no, like take, put put age aside because obviously it gets it gets kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were in the Harry Potter world, <clears throat> what character would you be the most attracted to? Like, who would be your type? I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. They're I don't just know enough about it. Yeah, yeah, Shane. I don't think you. I don't. Think I read like the it. first book. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Also, she was a Ravenclaw. I right. thought she was. Yeah. yeah. Ravenclaw. See, because because my my the, the reason that I say this is because is because I feel like Lu, like Luna Lovegood. I'd be mm-hmm. like in love with Luna Lovegood. Oh. Like yeah. like total like weirdo girl. Dad writes for like a conspiracy theory like mm-hmm. magazine. You know what I mean? And she's just kind of aloof, but she's like super smart and like mm-hmm. oh like <laughs> 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 oh god, I'd love her. Um. But oh man, yeah. See now I'm like I'm stuck because I because again I asked that question to so many people that now I'm stuck. It's like I feel like it'd be Harry Potter. Okay, I mean you've been stuck on Harry Potter, so I think just lock it in. I think it's in. safe to say it's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, guys, it's getting late. <laughs> Harry Potter. Right, listen, I would up. never ever <laughs> do that ever in a million years. Say we have five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Harry Potter. That's that's Potter, that's, that's, uh, that's such. A, uh, I'm sure there's. I, I will think of like fifty when you'll when DM us after this. You'll be like, okay, yeah. so actually, my uh, you got edited over this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said the most important question. What's your favorite color? Um, my art school friends would be upset if I if I didn't say a really specific one but I probably would just in general probably green Ooh, good color and it's not and it's not like I have tons of green things in in my house or anything like that but it's just you know it's a I want to have a green house someday which I own a house right now which I could absolutely like pink green green at some point uh you know that there's only so much money to go around um but I love green colored homes yeah so i so i feel like that'd probably be like you know i mean i'm big i'm big into like like blues too you know there's so many good ones i mean it's like i don't know man it's like we'll go with green okay green (laughs) okay solid wait 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 what color is ravenclaw ravenclaw's blue oh frick okay yeah (laughs) you were close well slytherin's green but you know you're you're getting there so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, so again, the, the, the new EP is called The Shimmer. Um, that's the main thing that's out on all the streaming sites and all that stuff. Um, I'm making a ton of videos right now, lots of uh, live looping videos. I have some um, uh, official music videos and doing some acoustic stuff and some cover stuff, um, releasing those every couple weeks. Um, on my YouTube channel. So uh, go on YouTube and subscribe. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, uh, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything is slash Lucas Carpenter, except Instagram is Lucas Carpenter music because some random dude has Lucas Carpenter. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm doing everything I can while uh, I'm not on tour. <laughs> All right. So lots of content coming out. Okay.
Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been Lucas Carpenter and We're the Good Noise Podcast.